0: Welcome, flower friends, to the Local Flowers Podcast, where you'll fall in love with local seasonal blooms even more by hearing the stories from flower farmers new and experienced. I'm your host, Rochelle from Freckled Bloom Flower Farm. Welcome. Welcome back, friends. So this... Week's episode, we're going to recap week 34 and 35. That's right, I'm kind of clumping them into two week increments at this point because this is what I can put out there for you. So it's been rough. Like the heat has just gotten to me. I'm physically exhausted. I'm just tired. The farm tours have stacked up big time between just the harvesting and maintaining, and I've been trying to collect seed. I'm also trying to get my beds ready for fall and so I just keep trying to remind myself at this point I gotta just take pieces as I can go and factor in some breaks so we had some glorious rain the last couple days and I feel so recharged. My soul needed to just not be out in the flowers and my body shut down. It was like we're gonna lay in bed all day and do some Netflixing and just take a break and it's really what I needed to at least have a little bit of a recharge. I kind of factor it as a nap. I needed that 20 minute nap to just take a break and recharge a little bit and to really think to myself that the season's almost over. I really got to try to enjoy the last bit of it before the rain is here for months on months. So it was good to just unwind a little bit. I'm also just not only physically and emotionally drained, but I've had some really awesome internet bullies out there that have been really cool and mature and so it just came at a time where it was icing on the cake and feeling really down on myself but those couple days of rain and watching a couple very inspirational movies kicked me in the butt and said, you know what, Rochelle, use those haters as fuel to do better, to show them that you can actually accomplish what you set out to do and you can succeed at it. So I'm sure that we probably all have those people in our lives that are the doubters, that always have a tagline with them about just everything that you do. And I'm just here to tell us all that Let it be fuel for your fire of success and that's what I'm gonna bag it up as I'm just gonna prove them wrong and prove that I am myself, I am my own floral artist, I am my own successful businesswoman and I built this with my two hands and I'm gonna continue to build this empire with my two hands and build a customer base that appreciates me and loves me and respects me me and enjoys my flowers and my floral skills. So, I digress on that. But if you need a moment where you got haters in your life, I hope that's a bit of encouragement to just close the door and focus on the people that want to support you and surround you with love. Because I got a full dose of those people after I posted that I just was done with social media. You guys showed up in a major way, and I just love you for it so much. Thank you for the encouragement. And the loving words, it really meant the world to me. Y'all know that I have my background in healthcare. So recently I was reached out by our Estacada Health Network of Connections. And I did an interview with them about just my farm and... How flowers really support not only our mental health, but our emotional health, and some of the work that I've been doing throughout the three years really that I've had Freckle Bloom Flower Farm. And I'm just really excited to continue to work with them because in my former life of doing outreach, it was just a moment where my two passions have met. And so I'm really excited about that opportunity just to. Work with them on future projects and then better connect with my community and showing them the power that local flowers have in bringing them to anybody's life. So, more to come on that. On another note, I have a friend that I wanted to send flowers to. She is across the country for a period of time, and I was trying to find a fellow flower farmer florist to order flowers from to have sent to her, and I was really really struggling with it and it got me thinking just about my own website and how easy is it to navigate my website how easy is it for people to land there on my home page and figure out how to order flowers now is this on my to-do list for the winter to evaluate that and maybe do some consumer sensing on if it is or isn't easy to navigate it's on my list to do this winter but it just got me thinking about how easy is it to order flowers via my website because I don't know about you guys but I'm finding the random dms the random calls are just not working for me I actually don't have my phone on me most of the time because I've dumped it in the compost enough and potentially lost it or ruined it because my clothes are soaking wet from watering flowers that I just keep it in the house and so often times I don't have my phone on me and I actually have a message on my voicemail just to help communicate that I am a farmer florist and that I'm sorry that I missed your call but I could be out in the field weeding and harvesting flowers but I will return your message so leave me all the details but i I oftentimes just loathe getting phone calls and orders for flowers because I just wish that they would go to my website and order the flowers there because Squarespace tracks all of that information for me. And then I can go back later and just figure out what, you know, all the stats that go with all the various orders. And just having their email address, what they want to put on the card. It's all there when they go through the checkout process. Process of ordering flowers through my website also I have made this up for my own sanity is I really have two bouquets out there I have kind of my standard bouquet that's what's going to get me up out in the field and designing a flower bunch that dollar amount that I have out there to do that arrangement And then if they want to incorporate delivery into it, I don't have to do this back and forth via DMs or Facebook Messenger about what they want. You just go to my website, you order what you want, and I have all the details and it comes to my email and I fulfill the order. So I really want to drive more people to my website versus just these random reach-outs, whether it's via the phone or the messages on all the social media platforms. This winter that is a major to-do is just figuring out the ease of my website but maybe something for you to consider as well is what are you trying to tell your customers with your website and what are you trying to attract them to? Is it ordering your flowers or is it some other element on your page that you want them to spend time getting to know you or your product? So just an idea as I've been out in the field just toying with all the things that I want to do for next year because I don't know about you guys but I'm feeling it I've just been in this reflection mode especially these last two weeks and when the rain came about just my hopes and dreams for next season so I have started to do my seed ordering and I've come up with just the idea of doing it in smaller chunks so ordering what I know I need now or I need to have on hand versus waiting for the delays of getting my seed order so I've been doing them in smaller chunks also it just helps financially to do it in little chunks than some big huge order which the fall bulbs are about to hit the bank account so I'm also thinking about that when do I actually want to launch my season 3 of my freckled bloom flower club. I really have thought about focusing more on the holidays. Last year he did an early bird special. I'm definitely not going to do that, but as my season two is wrapping up this next week I have thought about getting it together so that my freckled bloom flower club currently could sign up for next season I honestly don't feel like I'm gonna have trouble selling it especially with my experiences last year as the word is getting out and I'm offering in more of those experiences past just getting a floral arrangement folks are sharing a And they're really intrigued in being part of the club. I do think that I got to get my act together after this. I got to do my newsletter for my Freckle Bloom Flower Club. And I want to make some mention of it. And just having my pricing all figured out and just the timing of it. I have realized this year that I am going to be done August 1st. I only like to do one CSA. I know that folks can do multiple CSAs or do it based on Bloom. The possibilities are endless I just found that to simplify it for myself I wanted to have that one CSA and so over the last two years of having it I have really learned a lot about just the timing the first year I started April 1st and oh my goodness was that the most stressful experience ever because we had got snow it was winter seemed like it wasn't ending and you know I based it on Looking back at the previous year at my pictures and when I had my flowers blooming, but that first year that I did Freckle Bloom Flower Club, everything was delayed. I was able to fulfill the orders, but it was slim pickings. So I learned going into my season two that I would start in May because I had a little bit more guaranteed. If I had tulips in the cooler, that's something that I could save up for that first flower share and so I feel like May is a good starting point for me but this year I ended it at the first week of September so Labor Day weekend has always been a very scary time around here especially over the last three years. It's wildfire season. The east winds tend to kick up like last year. We got this horrible windstorm that just took out all my dahlias and did major damage on my flower field. I was able to recover and and harvest to fulfill my CSA but i just as i was putting together this season 2 i knew that i at least wanted to stop that first week of september well as i went through this year i'm finding just that my life gets crazy in august i'm tired in august most people are going on vacation in august i had either had a lot of people sometimes when it picked up or they be out of town, and so this next season, I'm definitely going to run it May through the first week of August, and then I'll have the roadside stand available if folks want to purchase flowers after the CSA is completed but that's just kind of been my experience and I'm sure in this next season I'll learn something else so I'm just thinking about timing exact timing and pricing and trying to get that dialed in and just my packages so that when I do launch season three I have everything dialed in for that big launch so that's a top of my mind because I find that that's really one of my big Big sales outlets. Those are my flower people. They are the people that want to support me and that I'm going to Really focus hard on that line of business and as I'm just trying to reflect not only on what flowers I have out there, what I want more of, what I don't want more of, I'm also thinking about just areas that I want to focus. I live in a small community. There's a lot of local flowers out in this community and what could be my niche so that I can succeed at this so that I can be profitable at this and it does feel like you have to get a lot more creative I have a list going about just different ideas and pros and cons lessons learned from my three years of flower farming and floristry and where I go from here So what's blooming in the field? My heirloom chrysanthemums have started to bloom. And I have this problem where I like to look at seed catalogs or just pictures online and fall in love with the blooms. But I have learned, and heirloom chrysanthemums definitely have given me this learning curve of looking at the timing of said blooms. So I'm not looking for season extension. That's not something that I want to do. When Frostmas comes, I'm done. I need that break to get me energized for the next season. So I absolutely love heirloom chrysanthemums and the possibilities really are becoming endless. They essentially look like a dahlia and they're just a glorious Flower that you can incorporate within your bouquets kind of at the end of this season. And so I had ordered a bunch of cuttings. I maybe got to see a handful of them bloom before the cold weather set in and I hadn't like hooped and covered them. I didn't have them in a greenhouse. I just had them planted out in the field. And so this last year, as I was looking to order more cuttings, I was really focusing on those that bloom early. Earlier in the season. So I have two varieties right now that are blooming and they're looking really good. I don't think they'll be ready for my last flower share in my CSA unfortunately, but as I keep the roadside stand open until Frostmas, they'll offer me a beautiful vocal flower and filler flower for my arrangements. With that bit of rain that we got, my flower field and my gardens just look energized. They look gorgeous that's I don't know something about the natural rain it just reinvigorates the plants and the blooms so the zinnias are still looking great the dahlias are looking really phenomenal I actually still have some varieties that haven't bloomed though the plants are looking really healthy I spent most of yesterday stripping the bottom leaves just to make sure that I've got the adequate airflow in those plants and I'm just kind of saving myself from any mildew or any disease but I did a reel with kind of all the rainbows of color that I have out in the dahlia field and I definitely have my favorites and may have already started the purchasing of said tubers I know in the last episode I didn't like dahlias but they are still an essential flower as a flower farmer so I, I am going to always have dahlias they just may not be my absolute favorite just because of that base life so if we can get them bred to last a week plus that would be incredible so there you go everybody who's breeding dahlias you go focus on base life (laughs) it feels like right now the grasses are just exploding and I'm so excited this next week is my last flower share and to incorporate so many of those grasses the peony foliage I was just out there doing some weeding and uh, deadheading and that peony foliage is on my list to harvest for this next really big flower share that I've got to do this next week so just uh incorporating a lot of foliage this this next week I have my nine bark is looking incredible, and the deer haven't touched it luckily so I'll be using some of that and the amaranth is just going crazy and looks really beautiful, so I'll definitely be incorporating some amaranth. The asters, they've loved the shorter days and the coolness that we got there, and they have started to bloom and absolutely love asters. Will I be more methodical about them next year? Absolutely, because this year I got really overwhelmed and just kind of direct seeded them everywhere, (laughs) and I need to be more thoughtful about that for next year but they will be going in the flower shares as well now do we need to talk about the diva of the moment my favorite flower the lisianthus of course it's my podcast so why not Oh my gosh, they are so beautiful. They've just started to that first flush of the bloom. I'm just waiting for the remaining florets to start blooming on that stem. And they are going into my last bouquets for the Freckled Boom Flower Club. I already have some of my favorite varieties. I'm going to have to look back at what I ordered and try to figure out which ones they are. But they are gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. I'm so so happy. I fretted over them for the last 9 months just like any child you would give birth to and they are finally showing me that's why I ordered them. That's why I grew you from seed. You are incredible. Thank you for offering such a beautiful bloom at the end of the season when we're all tired and we're just ready to mow it all down and they just look so beautiful. So I'm excited to incorporate them. What I have learned is is this year I was planting them super close together more than I did last year but I might even plant them even closer together because they're standing real tall without any support netting and they look great. So next year I am trying to think about where I will put them because they are one that you do want to rotate. They've got A lot of disease in them. And I saw a reel where somebody planted them in pots. So that might be a strategy for next year for me is just to have a huge line of them in pots. My only challenge with pots, especially this time of year, is just making sure they have the moisture that they need. And me keeping up with that can be a little challenging. So I will fully evaluate that experiment later in the year. The zinnias are still going strong as well as my last succession of sunflowers. I'll also be incorporating some hydrangea because I've got some gorgeous Hydrangeas from limelight to fire magic. I've been drying them as well been doing a lot of drying lot of drying of all the things because I have a lot of plans for all those dried flowers also getting in my perennials for next year's crop so yep taking a scan at what I want to incorporate more of and getting it in the ground so it has the opportunity to develop its roots for in this year versus if I were to purchase it in the spring so yes and I'm making more room in my field for more perennials because I will always continue to have annuals they're an essential to my flower farm but if I can have more perennials and especially those that are focused heavily in spring they are on my list I also been just doing a lot of maintenance so going in with to my bearded iris cleaning out all that dead foliage because as I'm seeing is I've got new growth developing for the season that's coming up next year so going in and just removing all that dead foliage because number one I don't want any material out there for these slugs to lay their eggs on and to kill my rhizomes so definitely doing that I'm also getting my list together on compost gotten a lot of messages about how do I keep my bed so clean Well, I still have to weed. That is essential. I go out every day and I'm checking on the health of my plants. I'm pulling baby weeds. Pull the problem before it gets to be too big of a problem. So pulling the baby weeds and deadheading, that's like a daily task I still have to do that but I come in the fall and I when I'm ready to transition to the next season I'm putting a fresh layer of compost down because my husband's field of christmas trees has a lot of dandelion in it and so that dandelion loves to come blow into my side <laughs> and populate so I do feel that the compost offers a layer of protection against those weed seeds But folks, you still have to weed. It's still something that I have to do. But I've opted against the landscape fabric because I have really focused on using every inch of my bed space and found that interplanting is something that I've been really successful at. Not only has it offered me biodiversity in my field, but it also has covered the soil so that I don't have a lot of weed and it offers me multiple crops in the same bed like my peony bed is a perfect example of I interplanted so many different varieties in that bed those peonies take up a ton of real estate and so by planting the summer flowers in those beds as well I'm able to use that bed space and still produce flowers off of it versus having to worry about covering the space so that the weeds don't come up. So it's either flowers or weeds. Just a thought there. Well friends that is my update. I know right now is super challenging and if you're in those hotter parts of the country my prayers are extending out to you. I know I shouldn't even complain because you guys are looking at 100 plus and if any of you are dealing with tropical storms my prayers are extended out to you and I hope that all is well and that you're being successful in what you're doing and I just wish you all the best well friends take care and we'll talk soon well that wraps up this episode thank you so much for joining in to the conversation and together we all boats will rise and local flowers will be blooming fabulous in all of our communities. So if you are a fellow flower farmer that want to join in on the conversation, please reach out to us to get you scheduled for a podcast episode. And if you're just listening in and enjoy the podcast, please share with your friends, your family, and everybody you know. We really appreciate it. Thank you.